Welcome to the Politically Asian Podcast. We Ooh. are two Asian American buds talking about politics in hopes that we inspire more Asians to talk about politics. Today is Monday, April 19th, and we are coming at you live from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my name is Aaron Yin. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Flaren, A-A-R-O-N-F-L-A-R-I-N. And my co-host, Hi, I'm Jerry Lim. Um, my pronouns are they, them. And you can find me across the internet at Jerryaki. That's G-E-R-R-I-E-Y-A-K-I. I hate spelling bees. Um, if you're listening on your phone, take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Politically Asian Podcast. And if you like the podcast, please, please, please give us a review on Apple. Um, we have no reviews right now. Uh, and if you don't like it, also give us a review. We're kind of just here for the engagement. Uh, cloud obsessed, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> All right. Uh, today we are talking about rich Asians exploiting poor Asians of the same ethnicity. But before we do that, Jerry, how was your week? Um, yeah. So the exciting thing was that I got to take PTO. Um, woo. woo. And um, Ajni, my partner, and I like went up to uh, Hudson, New York, um, which is like this tiny, tiny, small town. Um, and uh, it had major sundown town vibes. <laughs> I don't know if you know what a sundown town is, but like um, in the Wild West, right? No, like, in I don't know if it's a Wild West thing. It's it's like a um, like people of color aren't allowed in city limits past oh, the no, sundown. Different. Yeah, oh, way different. Nope, that was way different. Way different. <laughs> it sounds like an aesthetic <laughs> thing, but it's it's actually like a segregation thing. Um, mm. And it was just really weird. People gave me like, it was like really, really subtle racism where like I'm, I wasn't sure like if it was actually racism. Um, and then on the last night at a bar, a guy decked out in like Vietnam War vets, like he was old and like this really big guy just like, spun around in his chair like a little kid and stared at me multiple times throughout like no. yeah it was it was no. awful yeah <laughs> Dude, the, the okay would, would you say okay before we go into vietnam guy were you was, were you getting like you know get out vibes with this is that an accurate comparison kind of mm, kind of i, I want it, it like at least in get out they were nice to him in the beginning yeah. um these people were like it was like slamming my drink down or like ignoring me when when it was time to order and it was like really oh obvious God. too yeah because there was like four of us in the party and like she got the order from everyone else and just like and then like assumed i wasn't gonna order like i don't holy I, sh that's yeah, terrible it was, yeah it was it was bizarre um um that's that's worse than get out yes that is yeah that is worse than get out. uh get out squared i don't know okay that's <laughs> <Get out> squared. <laughs> that's terrible um yeah sorry man. you had to go through that um okay let's talk about vietnam okay yeah that dude vietnam hat is that's so i don't know like what he didn't approach you right he just kind of no no he he stood at a distance which is good because i get nervous about vietnam more vets yeah, like, this yeah. is why <laughs> i feel like they're having i mean i i don't know any vietnam vets but i'm just always wondering if they're having like flashbacks you know? like when they, <laughs> right. when they see you right like oh, you right. look like somebody i you know like, you look like somebody i killed or, yeah, you yeah, know? I don't say that, but yeah. <laughs> exactly that's what i'm like always oh, kind of nervous <laughs> especially if you're wearing the hat right yeah like you're really repping it that's yeah like your personality almost right that's, oh my god <laughs> yeah man how was your uh, week i hope it was better than mine <laughs> um yeah <laughs> uh my week was um 
I guess the biggest thing is I'm getting the up uh the update the vaccine uh tomorrow Ooh. on four twenty. Yeah, <laughs> getting getting high on Pfizer, you know. That's yo. But Heiser, Heiser, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, first for the uh, Pfizer strain um, on 420, I uh, am definitely taking the Uber because I have not been to Manhattan since the Stop Asian Hate rally. I think it was like mm-hmm. March 27th, maybe. It, it's been like three or four. It's been almost, if not a month, it's been almost a month. Okay. And I'm wow. not messing around in Manhattan for the first time again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, so yeah. that's me. Yeah. Okay. Congrats. Thank Congrats. You. Secure the vax. Yep. I think next week uh, we'll give updates on like arm soreness or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Those helicopters, baby. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wonder if that like actually, I guess it actually works. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go to Harvard Med? <laughs> I don't know to break it to you. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the episode. Um, just to repeat real quick. This episode is about rich Asians exploiting poor Asians of the same ethnicity. And we wanted to do this episode because we feel a lot of Asian Americans have this idea that if someone is Asian American, you know, even of the same ethnicity, they are, that person is automatically a good representative or spokesperson for the community, which is not true. Mm -hmm. And we usually hear about this in entertainment and politics. So in this episode, we wanted to approach it from a different angle and talk about it in the workforce. So the two examples we have for you today involve a, uh, a restaurant and a museum. We want to talk about Jing Fong, which is a dim sum restaurant in New York City, and the landlords Alex and Jonathan Chu. Uh, as well as MOCA, which is the Museum of Chinese in America, uh, which is also owned by Jonathan Chu and uh, has some involvement in some prison related stuff, which we will talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, major book report <laughs> vibes from this episode, but that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a, a great thing to talk about today because like these things are like in our backyard um, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've eaten at Jing Fong. I ate at Jing Fong two years ago for, I think, uh, Lunar New Year, um, which was mm. an extraordinarily mm. bad idea because like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the line is always long. But like on Lunar New Year, like it was even worse. Like, I think that's the longest I've ever waited for food in New York. Like it was a yeah. two hour wait. Oh, my God. To get in, not to get yeah. the food, to, to get in. To, in, the, in that small lobby area? Uh, not even. I had to wait outside, man. And like, oh. then, I, then I went in. I was like, "Oh, there are yeah. escalators." Like, the escalator, yeah. This? I love the yeah. escalators. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was Lunar New Year, so like they had like the dragons, like you know the the dancing lions, and it was just like I can just like can you imagine these like dancing lions like on the escalators? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So Jingfong is this massive dim sum restaurant. Restaurant. Um, it's like roughly like twenty thousand square feet. Uh, it used to be able to hold nearly like a thousand people like wow. inside yeah um and uh it's super famous um on the uh work front side because uh they unionized in 2012 um and they for the longest time they were the only um unionized workforce in chinatown um, but they weren't the first and i will get to that later in my book report um but yeah it's like a major cultural hub uh people have like weddings birthdays uh you know etc um 
And uh, yeah, so kind of going off of like unions, um, I'm not going to go into all the benefits. People can do their own research. But like, I think like you and I and like most people can agree that like it's being in a union's like there are more pros than cons, I think. Um, like on average, you have 30% better wages. Uh, a lot of places you, you, you know, like I am currently an at will employee, which means like if my boss like just wants to hate me one day, can fire me. Um, oh, yeah, but like with a union, you you cannot be fired without just cause. Um, you know, like I don't know what qualifies as just cause. Yeah. Um, but uh, as opposed to just cause, but um, yeah, I uh, I I I don't know. Like just having that protection would be great. And so, kind of like what's been happening with Jing Fong. Um, so obviously, COVID's been pretty rough on everyone um even if you're a giant you know dim sum restaurant <laughs> with dancing um, lions <laughs> yeah yeah with dancing lions um and the family um it's have they've been behind on rent for like the past year they've been paying rent but they've been you know like predominantly behind like sales are like down 85 yeah. percent, which is like if you told me that i was making 85 percent of my salary this year i'd be pretty upset 85 percent um, less right yeah yeah so only 15 left yeah okay so that's quick math for everyone yeah <laughs> they're only making 50 percent of what they normally make okay. yeah um so uh so like like you mentioned um we have these like landlords and uh the chu family and these the chu family they're like chinese american too like it goes back like i was able to find a new york times article from like the 1980s about like the 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 current landlords grandfather um oh shit. yeah <laughs> um and uh the the landlords are upset because they're like oh well this is prime land and you guys haven't paid rent you haven't paid a single cent and obviously the jing fong's like well no that's not true we've paid rent through you know the pandemic relief funds and real we, we've even paid like real estate taxes and stuff like that but um tldr the the landlords are closing the dining room space so as far as i know the kitchen is you could still technically order from them but like what nah. what they'll be losing is like that community space yeah <laughs> what, yeah. what is dim sum without people you know <laughs> right like what the it's not fun if you don't have like cantonese lady old grandmas like yelling at you and like yeah shitting on you because you're pouring the tea wrong and things like that you know chasing those carts full of food give me like yeah. three of those that's great um oh wait so okay so there's some problem even with like the receipts right there's there, there's yeah. some different stories yeah did wait did jing fong just drop the receipts like i guess i'm wondering like how that's possible right if jing fong has like receipts like we paid this much what's yeah i i have no clue i mean like I have no clue how formal it works because you know like a lot of like Chinatown restaurants are like oh, cash only. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like obviously, if you're like again the biggest <laughs> dim sum place in New York, I imagine that like you have some degree of like system in place. But like, I am a little suspicious on the sole basis that the choose hired a PR firm to handle oh, a lot no, of that's, yeah that's that's yeah. big villain energy right there <laughs> that's villain energy that's Jeff right. Bezos Amazon you know PR yeah. create a whole bunch of Twitter bots to yeah make yourself look good energy right there yeah oh exactly <laughs> okay so <Twitter> bots. <sighs> um so yeah yeah um so kind of like zooming out and like looking at the choose um and I'm 
I'm sure you'll cover this in your book report, but like they're the Chu family is like notorious for uh, buying buildings, his, specifically historic businesses. And when those businesses fail, they like they can't afford the rent. The Chu's will quote develop them. Um, and so uh, earlier I said that Jingfang was the uh, is you know the only unionized um, workforce in Chinatown, but they were not the first. And so what I mean by that is like, if you go to Chinatown now on 50 Bowery, it's a very big, ugly hotel. Um, it's like as glass, like predominantly glass. Like if a if a truck drove by and like dumped like, you know, a, a stray pebble hit, hit like from its wheels, it would shatter the entire first floor. Um, but before it was a hotel, it was another dim sum place called Silver Palace. And that was the original like it was before Jingfong it was like the biggest dim sum palace that kind of thing oh um, wow wait they were they were the first restaurant to unionize um Jingfong followed but um what was special about that was uh there was like a giant union movement in the 70s um with restaurant workers and Silver Palace employees unionized because they recognized that the main restaurant workers union didn't want to represent workers who were white or were not white. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want to represent workers who, who weren't white. Um, and so, yeah, that was Silver Palace. And then it was at 50 Bowery and then the Chews ate it up and turned it into a hotel. Oh my, hold on. Let me look up 50 Bowery because I'm thinking about one museum that's right next to the bridge and I just want to mm. confirm. Oh, this is like smack dab in like the... Oh, it is that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like glass. artifacts. Yeah. 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 Yo, oh my God. So they... Yo, that's literally like gentrification 1.0, right? Yeah. Turn a, you know, historic restaurant into a hotel for like tourists, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Holy, so this is like battle number two for unionized restaurant workers versus the Chews. Yeah, it's oh. it's like literally history repeating itself, yeah. <laughs> oh um, which is wild. Holy, yeah, 50, no, you're right. Extremely glass building, a lot of um, looking at the pictures. Yeah, so we have a rotating door in the beginning, double height windows everywhere, double height ceiling. Okay, this is not probably not helpful if you're not seeing the, <laughs> the architecture coming out. Um, when people walk by, oh yeah, you have an architecture degree. Yeah. When um, people walk by, they'll know. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my god. Okay, so what is um okay? So right now, Jingfang is still open, but only for takeout delivery. Yes. And um. So the kitchen is the the kitchen is open. I think for takeout, and I think you can still support them. But as far as I know, the they have lost um the dining room. Oh, God. Yeah. So I guess at a broad level, I mean, what's basically happened, we got rich Chinese American landlords shutting down a unionized Chinese restaurant, historic Chinese restaurant for the second time. That's terrible. Dude. Oh, my God. I'm just imagining like Jingfang's a huge building that could easily be turned into another 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 50 Bowery Hotel, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrible. And the Chews, like through their PR firm, they were they were basically like, "Oh, we're doing this to reinvigorate the the Ugh. community with tourism, um, with, with, with tourism, with tourism, yeah, yeah with yeah. with tourism dollars and that kind of thing." So mm -hmm. like, 
nothing says Chinatown like a whole bunch of white tourists, you know, just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just exactly. Photos. Yeah, what is this food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, is there have you found any uh things that uh resources that people can follow to keep updated anything we can do oh um i'll have to i'll have to like live research like on the pod <laughs> right now but um there is i'm sure if you if you uh search chinatown or sorry jingfong on twitter i think you should get up a lot of uh resources on you know uh community spaces or like who's who's organizing um and like what the union workers are up to now um i will i'll have to look real quick yeah see. no i mean we can uh I, i'll see that's a good start right search up jing fong on twitter and instagram and if you just google jing fong uh some of the lead articles just you know talk about the situation and also can provide more information on how to stay updated yeah but it doesn't seem like there's anything new this week but yeah it's, oh yeah jing fong has an instagram page jing fong mm -hmm. ny I mean, honestly, they I, they're trying to pressure the and I don't know if you'll talk about this, but like, oh, here we go. Youth against displacement. I most of the stuff I've seen about um, uh, Jing Fong and their union workers have been at from at YAD Army one, um, like the number one, <laughs> the number one. <laughs> very fun name. Um, but yeah, usually you can find the union workers protesting outside of, uh, what's that bank? Like East, East bank. I think that's what it's called. It's like on canal street and it's like mm, the yeah. Chus own it. And like, it's like their oh, main office or that. something like that. Oh, the um, HQ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why they're always protesting out there. Final um, boss headquarters. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just really rough. Cause like I saw a stat in an article while researching and they were like, yeah, 30% of Chinatown lives in poverty. And like for reference, mm. the national average is like roughly 10%. So it's just, it, it's like, how does it make you feel when yeah, you say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the re what, what does like, you know, like on one hand I can kind of see like this whole, like, oh, we're trying to bring money into the community, but like, what what do you think like that should look like if not tourism yeah exactly i'd say at a minimum what you know we could do is just if you're especially if you're in manhattan right it's just order from jingfong right just put some money in there but mm -hmm. it's a tough times for example one um yeah should we just go ahead uh move on to example number two yeah um so that's you know just to recap that's the first example right of uh, you know obviously you see everyone's of the same ethnicity here it's mainly like a class money you know there's still a lot of exploitation going on even though they're all chinese right this right. that's the that's the general point if you take away one thing that's it but okay moving on to the second example um a very similar situation uh the museum of chinese in america also in new york city uh jonathan chu is on the board mm -hmm. um and let me just i guess paint a background uh Mocha in general, great place. I love it. It has a lot of primary and secondary sources of Chinese people when they first came to America in the early 1800s until now. Mm -hmm. uh, you learn a lot about like Chinese people building railroads, Chinese people in like World War One, Chinese people on the Titanic, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know, um, it it felt like, well, you know, in that scene in Avatar: The Last Airbender, and. Aang is fighting Ozai and he hits his back against that rock 
Okay. <laughs> and he gets his powers back. Yeah, Remember Avatar that? State. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he gets the Avatar State back, right? And and all of a sudden he like has this flashback and he sees all the past avatars like line up again uh-huh. and like everything's connected. That's you know that that's how I feel. <laughs> I felt oh, when I wondered most. So wholesome. You know, it's yeah. like it's like the the past and the present like just like combining in your head all of a sudden like whoa, mm. right? Like all these like things like this this huge line like you, your lineage in America is like boom. That's like, obviously. Chinese people can <laughs> Chinese people came in different <laughs> waves, but it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they have great exhibits. I've also like done stand-up there and I've done like this play there. So obviously, like I have a connection there, which is, mm-hmm. you know, why like to me, it's like I'm disappointed to hear about this stuff and I want to talk about it from a place of like very like tough love, critic, you know, constructive criticism kind of way. Yeah. Because uh, it is kind of bad. So um here's the uh the uh the 401 five here's a summary what <laughs> here's the 101 <laughs> maybe it was 401 four okay, whatever four one. here's the summary of what's happening okay so rikers island rikers island is one of the world's biggest jails has a reputation for violence abuse and neglect of the inmates you know abuse on the guards and from the guard you know there's a whole bunch of bad stuff going on 400 right. acres it's like 300 football fields it's a huge huge prison in new york city and mm-hmm. pretty well known in the world but, you know, these allegations of abuse, violence and neglect were so bad that uh, New York City in 2019, the council, the city council voted to shut it down by 2026. Oh, uh, just yeah, just for some scale. Right. This prison is so huge. It takes seven years to kind of fully try to close. It. <laughs> that, 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 that's just, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like when you have a suitcase, right? It's a like stuff full of stuff and you're just trying to like, yeah. close, you're trying to really, it takes a lot of time to, you know, zip it up. All right, uh, mm-hmm. moving on. So um, in order to shut it down, uh, New York City is splitting Rikers into four separate jails across New York City boroughs, you know, big mm. boss splitting into four mini bosses. Yeah, like um, the, the five pieces of Exodia. Exactly. Oh, great, great, beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's the example we need. That is actually a great example. And the how Mocha ties into this is the jail that's being built in the you know borough of Manhattan is in Chinatown, and oh. as part of this deal, there there's money for Mocha in this deal. That's how it ties in. Big mm-hmm. jail closing wants to put one of its pieces, you know, in Chinatown, and Mocha is getting. There's some a few other people getting money, but Mocha is also getting. Uh, a lot of money for this. They are getting $35 million in funding for a new performing arts space and also some money and support for a more permanent home. Okay, I have a question. Um, <laughs> I figured it would be best to raise yeah. my hand raise for hand people who can't see. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> people can't see. Earlier. I just raised my hand like yeah. I'm in class. Um, okay, so why are, are they like selling a piece of like their, their building? Is that how they're getting the money? And like, why is it going to Mocha and not like whoever's in charge of Chinatown or you know some some building owner? Dude, I have I'm actually not. Sh- I mean, there are. Um, let's see. So before going back to the Mocha, I think the the only other places that are okay. So part of this deal, right? Mocha is getting thirty five million. This this senior housing development next to the next to where the jail is being built is also getting some money which is kind of weird because it's like well, first of all why is there a senior housing development right next to a jail i'm, I'm kind of worried about that especially in the current situation of elderly people being attacked i'm like that's kind of weird oh. um oh, wait so your question was about like why are they yeah why are why is mocha getting the money like yeah yeah why is mocha getting yeah i 
I mean, it's, I mean, Mocha, it's like Mocha and this house is, oh no. Oh, that, right. That was how it related. So Mocha is getting money, but other things are also getting money. And it feels like maybe the city just struck a deal with several small pieces to get, but it doesn't, yeah, it's it, how, yeah. How did Mocha <laughs> get into this? I'm not, maybe it was, a, I mean, the, the only other place is getting money. So there's, they're saying Columbus Park will get 10 million for renovations. Okay. Um, small businesses being impacted by the jail will get relocation help. No, they yeah. won't. Yeah, for, yeah. For, <laughs> I, I doubt that. First of all, there's no money. For, this is the only line where there's no money, like no dollar sign attached to how much would be mm-hmm. given for that amount for be allocated. Uh, the senior housing gets some kind of upgrade. They just, uh, you know, just just standard like up air conditioning upgrades, some glass enclosure, you know, just some like you know renovation stuff, right? So it's like Columbus Park might look better. We're moving a lot of businesses out of the way. The senior mm. housing that's right next to the jail is going to get some, you know, better glass and air conditioning. <laughs> and living Mocha's in New getting, York, yeah. living in New York will make you think that air conditioning is an amenity and not like a basic yeah. need. Like <laughs> a it's, basic it's... human right. <laughs> air conditioning is a human right. Yeah. Somehow, no, I agree though. Money wise, somehow Mocha got the biggest deal out of this and that's so suspicious. Like why? I know there are a few councils that like, you know, were like city council members in this district that were in charge of like voting mm. uh and i should actually look into more like what that maybe there's a maybe that's the connection that is true yeah and also my my second question is isn't there already a jail in chinatown like i feel like i've i've walked around mott street or something um or not even mott street closer to columbus park and like seeing this giant bar you know what i'm talking about right like yeah that oh giant yeah building? yeah like isn't that a jail already like why are, so, wouldn't these be too close to each other um oh yeah i should that's a good clarification so yeah there is a deten- that that is a detention center and what's actually happening is the jail is being built on top of that so it's like uh, it's like replacing it and making it bigger so again, why would Mocha get money from yeah, that? Yeah, that's that's the, something that hasn't really. That's a really good question that I uh, should look up, um, but at the moment <laughs> I have no answer for. Right. Uh, the the only way I could see Mocha getting money for that is like if if like Jonathan or like the Chu's um, like owned part of the jail and yeah. like the deal that was struck. Um, he has stated as like part of PR purposes that it is going to Mocha maybe, but I don't, that's, that's like the only way that would make sense. To maybe. Me. Yeah. I mean, it seems like in general, just like a, you're, they're trying to support multiple aspects of Chinatown, you know, the housing, the park and the restaurant mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. I, I think they kind of pitched it as like a, because it's in a culturally uh, historic place like Chinatown, they're trying to help out at multiple angles but obviously the only you know part of the deal that's really well defined is the mocha part sus it's very suspicious um yeah so it's it's the the detention center is just basically upgrading right 2.0 no and it's right literally right next to columbus park so now i'm like okay you're <laughs> okay first of all like the jail you're upgrading is right next to this elderly place that you're upgrading and right next to Columbus Park, which you're also proposing and renovating. So I guess that kind of makes sense, right? You kind of want to renovate the place that are right next to the new jail that you're going to put, but still like, why? 
it's still a no for me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mocha. Like, I would much rather have a shittier museum than put a jail, like a, yeah. a mega jail <laughs> yeah, in, in Chinatown. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. sorry, I would rather, like, walk through a park with garbage than, like, again, a mega jail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the park, um, the parks in the museum aren't even, like, bad right now. Yeah, they're uh, not. They're not. They're great. Like, where like maybe the 35 million goes to like the fire that happened like last year but like yeah that's like the only and like it's 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 sorry but it's like kind of stupid because like um for part of the renovation no part of the uh digging that they did for 50 bowery um yeah. when they were like uh breaking down silver palace they actually found a bunch of artifacts um in the rubble from like i don't know if they were oh necessarily like chinese but like yeah. they were artifacts um and like it was just a little it's just like ridiculous that like it's like oh now you care about history now you're trying to work mm, on this museum mm, you know what i mean like yeah because like when when they were um building that hotel uh the chews like had a pr problem that was like in 2013 or something like they weren't they weren't saying anything um because it was like this this rookie historian like he, he did history as a hobby not he, he, he didn't have a phd or anything he went into the the construction site found these these like artifacts and like was like okay the chews are like blowing up like history and so like now it's like oh now you care about history like yeah. now you want 35 million yeah, for your yeah, little yeah, exactly. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it felt like it, it felt like more like uh you know this is what i think ronnie chang would call it. it's like an accidental byproduct of your gentrification right like if those artifacts didn't pop up like <laughs> like it is an accident yeah literally an accidental good byproduct of mm -hmm. doing that um okay doing quick research on the fly i mean there were also margaret chin uh is a chinese person on the same council that voted for this so there's some kind of connection that hasn't really been publicized that it, it's yeah it's then little... honestly you don't even have to like if you can't find it and like you've dedicated like some time to like looking into this then like you know like why why if it were good and legitimate like why would they not want to publicize that you know what i mean yeah. like why hide it in like this it's suspicious it's suspicious and i don't like it yeah i mean there are a lot of articles on chinatown residents voicing their disapproval you can find yeah. articles on that there's a lot on that yeah um and so yeah this clearly a lot of chinatown is not happy about this there's also two groups that i want to shout out the chinatown art brigade and also the chinatown international district these are two groups of you know abolition groups social justice mm -hmm. advocates that are like calling this out um because in their statements are just you know uh that mocha you know selling out you know to jails to get in, in exchange for some money you know that's like the opposite of like the legacy of chinese american social justice movements yeah and it's kind of it's like like the mocha is a museum that kind of shows the history of chinese people <laughs> struggles right yeah then, worker class chinese yeah American worker struggles class chinese too struggles, and now you're kind of going against that by with this whole jail deal so <laughs> you know, you know, they'll have a little plaque about themselves in the museum like <laughs> right <laughs> in in 2000 so and so we sold out yeah yeah i mean like the question i guess we should be asking is like so so in that new you are in that New York Times article that I read about like the Chews, the the grandfather, 
um, he he talked. It, it's so interesting because like, you know, um, in Asian American discourse, we co- were commonly like, oh, my my parents came here with nothing. You know, like there's there's very much <laughs> like this this immigrant like success rhetoric. Yeah. Um, and it's so weird because like he in, in like the 1980s, he, he was literally saying the same thing. He's like, oh, I came here from China with nothing. Mm. Um, and now he's like this. He and his family are like these like millionaires if not billionaires um who are like exploiting their community and it's like what's <laughs> the end game here yeah, they are they are exploiting chinese people who actually come here from not from with nothing yeah, who again. Come here with nothing. And then, but like the thing is is like those people stay with nothing you know yeah, what i mean exactly, like and that's exactly. that's that sucks what's, yeah. what's the end game what's the end game here they literally just want a chinatown full of hotels and but yeah, then, like, there's no Chinatown to even exactly, be a tourist yeah. in, you know? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, Mocha and Jingfeng are kind of similar in, you know, in the, in the cultural important aspect, right? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. no matter how much money it costs, like, they are valuable enough just for what they're doing. Right. And their history, right? So it's, hate to see it. <sighs> literally hate to see it. Yep, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, move on to the community solutions. Yeah, let's just make ourselves feel good again. Cool. All right. Um, so the, you know, the next part of our podcast that we always want to do is the community solutions up community solutions update, where we share things that are happening uh, and any new things we've heard about. Last week, we talked about current solutions, which included Safe Walks NYC, the Main Street Patrol, Cafe Maddie, which we have some issues about. <laughs> the AAPISafetyBadge.com, the Chinese Translation Pod, and Heart of Dinner. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of like new ones that I've heard. Um, there's always Send Chinatown Love. And uh, this, uh, for April, I think they're doing a, um, a zine about like um, what what Chinatown means to you, or specifically New York t- Chinatown. Um, and uh that's i i feel like the hopefully the funds will be used for something but um if you want to submit to that that's open until april 24th which which is like isn't that this week yeah that's this week um (laughs) but it's supposed to celebrate you know like for asian pacific islander heritage month which is wow next month already oh my god you're right yeah um yeah yeah but that's that's the most i've heard um I don't think there's, I, I haven't heard anything new lately, but uh, yeah, what about you? Mm. Um, I, I similar, I haven't heard a lot. The only thing that uh, that's new that I saw on Twitter was that there is a community community fridge in Flushing. Let's go. Yeah, so a community fridge, for those who don't know, is just a fridge full of free food if you are hungry and need it. Um, and it's at 136 dash 23 sanford avenue man we love those flushing addresses yeah, flushing, the numbers flushing, and the, yo, the yo, morse code yeah those flushing <laughs> oh that's so funny it is a morse code address yeah dude flushing some yeah flushing addresses are always kind of long <laughs> well it's always like some some number. like number it's like 24 dash 63 dash yeah. you know 63rd yeah. street <laughs> it's like a it's like a locker combination <laughs> that's actually what it is <laughs> but you know that fridge is about to be like fire though you know oh, what i mean right. like it's gonna have like frozen dumplings and yes. like <laughs> oh my god you're right you're Chili right, right. Yeah. and there are uh what i'm seeing there are you know volunteer signups as well and the, yeah the food will there be great and that's 
if I lived in Flushing, I would definitely want to just see what they have there too. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't do something like that in Chinatown, but I guess, I guess heart of dinner. Heart of yeah. dinner. Oh, that's true. Heart that? of dinner. Yeah. So Yo, Jonathan Chu, that's what you should be funding, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, Some okay. Community? I mean, yeah. I don't know if we have time. I think we have time for this, but like, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's like, if, if Jonathan Chu or if the Chu family, cause like there's like a Chu family foundation and like, um, I'm pretty sure that's connected to them. And um, it, it's like, you know, if you're heart of dinner and like, I guess the same question Mocha is kind of facing is like, um, do you accept the money? Mm, I would not. I would if, if, <laughs> if, if I reach that point of view, if I reach that point, I feel like GoFundMe is always a more reliable you know, community-driven source, mm-hmm. right? It's like people stronger, to, ape stronger together from the planet. You know, that, <laughs> diamond that, hands. Yeah, diamond <laughs> hands, right? Because I feel like this, it's, you know, going back to the whole like symbolism thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much money, Chu, like the True Family Foundation could only give you like 2K, right? Oh, well, I feel, is, or, is okay, no, maybe, maybe it's like 10K or something. No, no, I was like, even if it's like a smaller amount, like yeah. I feel like when you take that, that becomes part of your story of, and that will just stick there forever right and if people ever have criticism of you they're going to bring that up so it's, it's not yeah. going away once you start that trend of like accepting money from people who've been exploiting your own people right that's true that's true yeah. Mm. Yeah. what what about you what yeah no i would i would agree with that i think it'd be obviously it's like really hard especially if you're yeah. like talking like if, if you know like if you're on the brink of like extinction and like this dude like waves, you know, like a life-saving ticket, he's like, oh, I could give you 500,000 and you're like, oh my God, that could feed like, you know, like Chinatown, see all of Chinatown seniors for like yeah. a week. Yeah. I, I think that'd be a very difficult decision. But at the end of the day, I think you're right. Like um, I would, I would just, if <laughs> this sounds so bad, but I would use, I would probably use it as publicity. I would be like, John <laughs> thinks he could buy us out. Like we are calling on the community to match his donation so we can reject it. You know what I mean? Like that's actually no, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's actually that's that's uh using your opponent against <laughs> <laughs> kind of martial like arts some thing martial there. art thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually like that. No, that's good because I think in that time, right, you really need the community community's help. Mm-hmm. and not want that i feel like signing that kind of deal is is almost like a deal with the devil right yeah it's good but there's some nasty drama there's too. fine print yeah, yeah there's fine <laughs> there's fine print like <laughs> sacrifice your child or you know <laughs> like uh, you know yeah. lose your identity after 10 years lose your body after 10 years to be right. your host you know <laughs> yeah yeah oh my goodness okay yeah. um well yeah i think I think that's all we have for this episode. So um, I we, we hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> um, again, you can follow the podcast at at Politically Asian Podcast on Instagram, um, at Politic Asian Pod on Twitter, or you can just straight up email us at Politically Asian Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, send us your questions, what we should talk about next, what exactly. we should do a book report on, uh, <laughs> you know, or, you know, your hate comments. We'll take anything. <laughs> But yeah, until until next week, this has been Jerry Lim and my co-host. Um, Aaron Yen. And we are signing off. Bye. Bye.